0: You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, J.M. Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NalchemSiegel.com.
1: morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday, right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast, and uh, I am here with you as your host. It is the 16th of October. It is the 21st day in the month of Tishrei. Today is Hoshana Rabbah, and uh, this evening we usher in Shemini Yetzirah and Simchas Torah. It is uh, 49 degrees outside, and a Clear day so far, going up to a high of 68 degrees and sunny later this afternoon. In Jerusalem, it's 81 degrees right now and sunny, going down overnight to 60 degrees. If you're studying Dafiomi it's Katsubis, Kofbez, 102, and uh, I'm glad you could join us. I hope you are enjoying the Sukkos Festival and... Uh, had a wonderful Shabbos and wonderful Yom Tov early last week. Two more days of Yom Tov, and then this Yom Tov season comes to an end. Uh, so we are looking forward to it. We're looking forward to Simchas Torah, looking forward to Shemini Etzeris. Of course, in Israel, it's one day starting tonight and finishing tomorrow night. And uh, outside of Israel, it is two days. Our big coming up at 7.30. Uh, As I mentioned last week, Hannah Julian is off. She was off last week and this week, and uh, hopefully she will join us once the holidays are over next uh, Sunday. She'll be back on. So we're going to be playing uh, great Jewish music from now until 9 o'clock, next two hours. And uh, scheduled to join me at about 8.15 will be... uh, Hector Laura, the mayor of the city of Passaic. And we will talk about what he did for the uh, observant community in Passaic last week as a, uh, as a surprise. So we are scheduled to discuss that with him at 8.15 this morning. Keep it tuned. And uh, we're going to start off with some Baruch Levine right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
2: یب نه به تامیگداش، یب نه به تامیگداش، یب نه به تامیگداش، بیم هر آبی آمینو. یب نه به تامیگداش، یب نه به تامیگداش یب migda divane beta miqdar And we shall not
1: Sakya here on JM Sunday with his version of Ya Alevi Before that, we heard the Diaspora Shiva Band. We heard from uh, Ari Goldwag, uh, David Dardashti, and Baruch Levine, followed uh, Mo Daani by Regish, uh, introducing today's show. Matis guests with you here at uh, seven thirty one want a drop late for morning physics. We'll get to uh, Rabbi Goldwasser in a moment. Uh, we're here until 9 o'clock this morning. And uh, great programming and great uh, Erev Yom Tov music is uh, on today until candle lighting, which in our area is uh, 6.59 p.m., so uh, in about uh, 11 and a half hours or so from now, beginning in and ushering in the holidays of Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. <coughs> excuse me, two days here in uh, the diaspora outside of Israel, one day in Israel. Today is Shana Raba. And uh, and we're getting to the end of the holiday of, uh, of Sukkot, the Sukkot holiday. Uh, it is right now 49 degrees outside, but it's going up to 68 degrees and sunny in our area. In Jerusalem, it's 81 degrees and sunny, but uh, going down to 60 degrees. It's the 16th of October, 21st day in the month of uh, Tishrei. You uh, want to to check in on the app for a second, because I did before and I didn't uh, put in what I have. I want to say good morning to MHD. Thank you for checking in. Appreciate that, as always. Uh, Expect, uh, as I mentioned last week, there will not be the news from Israel with Hannah Julian today. She is off. Uh, Hopefully she will join us next Sunday morning with news from Israel. In English, uh, I my guest this morning, uh, expected at around 8.15, is uh, Mayor Hector Laura of Passaic, New Jersey. Uh, we'll talk about a very special thing that he did for the uh, observant community in commemoration of the holiday of, uh, of Sukkot. Um, so hopefully he is uh, going to join us at about 8.15, um, waiting for confirmation of that. Uh, in the meantime, it is time, and I just jumped off something. It is time for uh, Morning Chizuk, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Lazicha Nishmas, Haravzev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Lazicha Nishmas, Esther Batz, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with
0: Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Today is Hoshana Rabbah. It is the last of the days of Rachamim and Slichos, mercy. In supplication, forgiveness for all of Klal Yisrael. On this day, we learn that a person should try and pray. They should try to increase their prayers, asking Hashem for forgiveness, for pardon. It is the 51st day that Hashem has given us with great chesed in order to be forgiven. The days start from the beginning of Elul, which is 30 days and then 21 more days in Tishrei, it says, Ein na, el bakasha. na is the language of asking of prayer. And therefore on the day, which is Hoshana Raba, the 51st day, a person has to increase their prayers. From this we learn that the entire next year, our entire future is dependent on this day of Hoshana Rabba, the Ari HaKadosh said that there are four different stages of our din during the Yomim no the Royim. The first stage is the writing of the din. That happens on Rosh Hashanah. The second stage is the sealing of the decree. That happens on Yom Kippur. That is called the Chosem Pinimi the inner seal. The third stage is the chasimah sadin, that is the sealing of the din, which is the choysem hachitzon, or the outer seal. This is when the petek, that decree is handed over to the shlichim, to those messengers that are in charge of the gazar din, of the decree. That happens on the night of Oshanaraba at Chatzos, at midnight. Because of that, we wish each other Piskatova. May you have a good Petek, a good decree. The fourth stage is that these Shlichim, these messengers are held back until Shmini in order to wait a few more minutes a few more hours that each of us can return in complete tshuva and repentance to Hashem. Then we annul from ourselves any gezeros, any decrees which may not be good, chas We find that this day of Hoshana is all important. It is our chance, our opportunity to gain for ourselves all the heavenly blessings spiritually and materially. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a wonderful year. a piska Tova, a wonderful Yom Tov. And may we continue to hear Besuras tovos Yeshuas v'Nechamos.
2: Family, the strength to go on, warm up our hearts from within Bring back those
0: cold the happiness we share. Oh man.
3: É. Si Mahtani Hashem before the Ho Ma say Yodekho Ara Ksi Machtani Hashem before the Hor. Yeah.
1: Gund Simcha from Avram Freed. Before that, Shal Shela David Gabe, Binyam and Sofer Michael Streicher and Ari Goldwag followed Rabbi David Goldwasser. Uh, in uh, just a few minutes, we'll be joined by uh, Mayor Hector Laura of the City of Passaic. We'll talk about a very special event today and uh, some other things. So that'll take place about eight fifteen, in uh, about ten minutes or so from now. Uh, a correction: I had mentioned earlier the wrong time for candle lighting in this area, Eastern Time. It's five fifty-nine today. Today's erev Yom Tov Shemini Atzeres Simchas Torah candle lighting five fifty-nine. Check with your calendars in your local areas. And thank you for uh, for pointing that out. Also on the app. Uh, good morning to listener Jay who. Uh, who asked six fifty nine? And now it's five fifty nine. And uh, thank you to listener Yaakov who also pointed that out. So it's much appreciated. Five fifty nine. And good morning to Tikva Chag Sameach to you. Here is uh, let's see who's up next. Uh, we have uh, Rabbi Sons, and uh, and then in a short while we'll be joined by Passaic Mayor Hector Laura right here on JM Sunday. Mm-hmm.
2: Valu, give us to you. you shall long to Give to you. to Shalom
4: to
2: Halom. You are the he is far, say, 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 you Lord, give us your father's who will be
1: bit of uh, L.A. Chate here on JM Sunday, Mata Swine Guest with you live and in person, and uh, we're glad you could join us. Great programming continues all day long following uh, this show, which ends at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, in uh, about uh, 45 minutes from now, great programming continues all day long, right up to candle lighting, 5.59 in our area here and as we usher in the holidays of Shemini Yetzirah and Simchas Torah, as we end the Sukkot holiday. Uh, The uh, network will be uh, off uh, for Yom Tov, and uh, we'll come back on uh, Tuesday night after the uh, Yom Tov, and Nachum will be back on Wednesday morning with uh, J.M. in the A.M., Uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Rabbi uh, Eris Sherman of the Sinai Temple in Los Angeles. Uh, We had a really great discussion uh, on Friday about uh, some very interesting and important things he's doing, including a particular project, and we hope to have him on the air when uh, when that uh, comes to fruition. We're looking forward to that. And outside of our studios, it's 49 degrees, going up to a high of 68 degrees and sunny. In Jerusalem right now, 81 degrees and sunny, going down to a low of 60 degrees. Today, as I mentioned, it is uh, ushering in the uh, final part of the Sukkot holiday and... uh, Today is a very special day all around the world, of course, but especially in the community of Passaic, New Jersey, and it gives me great honor and pleasure to welcome Hector Laura, the mayor of Passaic, New Jersey. Welcome to JM Sunday.
5: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. It's it's my pleasure. It's an honor to be on this morning with you and with the community and all the
1: listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your taking uh, time out of your busy schedule to join us. Looking at your various posts that you do on social media, which we'll get to in a bit, you probably didn't get too much sleep last night.
5: (laughs) Not as much as I would have wanted, but we were out for a good cause. Uh, Unfortunately, we had victims of a pretty big fire In our city, over 67 individuals that were left displaced. Uh, They lost all of their possessions. The uh, multi-unit building that they lived in or resided in was uh, left completely compromised. But 67 individuals that are still alive today because of the heroic efforts of the brave men and women in our fire department, police department, and paramedics. And that obviously is the priority, and we're thankful to God that they're alive. All material things can be replaced, but uh, life is sacred, and we're so happy they're alive. So last night, I kind of uh, put together a program within about four days to have a fundraiser, closing out Hispanic heritage and dedicating the funds to recovery efforts for those victims. So we're we're a little tired today, but I think we're tired (laughs) for a good cause, whenever you can get people together for a good cause.
1: Worth it. A- absolutely, and it closes out. Uh, well, it's one of the events to close out Hispanic Heritage Month, and uh, and it is amazing that you put that together so quickly. And as you mentioned in just now, and on the flyers, part of the uh, funds raised uh, are going towards the people that uh, that were impacted by the fire uh, last week. I just want to mention before we continue. For full disclosure, you know, everybody who listens to the show knows that I'm the business manager at the Passaic Public Library. So, although I'm not a city employee, we certainly work closely with the city and with you, Mr. Mayor. So, I just want to make sure everybody knows that. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Passaic has a very vibrant and large Jewish community, and is home to many diverse uh, communities. Uh, So, before we get to today's celebration, since this is the first time that you're joining us uh, here on the air, I I wanted to uh, just discuss some of this with you. Being mayor of a a town that is, uh, what, three and a quarter square miles with 70,000 people in it, and again, very diverse, uh, it, it certainly must take its toll, but one of the things that you do, and you touted from the very beginning when you were running for election, is that you want to uh, be out there and communicate with the constituents, and you do that a lot. If, if anybody is watching your social media, they won't just see posts, but they will see videos where you are out there in the street, whether it's at the fire, you were there live supporting the, uh, the people, or whether it's just the other day uh, at a crossroad, an intersection that's very busy and has some issues, and you want to prevent anything from happening, so you're talking about the safety. Uh, Not many mayors at all do that. Uh, How does that make you feel, and what do you think it gives to the communities that you're able to do that?
5: Well, thank you. That's a a wonderful question. First, allow me to begin by saying, and I I will preface this by saying perhaps I'm not the most objective, but uh, I, I would describe our community not only as having one of the uh, largest and most vibrant uh, Jewish community, but perhaps the best Jewish community in the state. (laughs) Again, I'm not objective. I I, I may have a little uh, bias there, but no, I think we have such an amazing community because we get to do so many wonderful events and initiatives celebrating culture and faith. And I have seen our city progress over the years. I have been so excited, whether adding uh, Hanukkah decorations Uh, Nav, along with all the other holiday activities or the uh, burning of the Hummus at uh, Third Ward Memorial Park and just seeing our community blossom and grow and seeing the children and families really enjoy uh, the amenities of our parks and our schools expand and just considering what the city looked like 30 years ago and how Hashem has just blessed the city of Tasek. I just I'm so So grateful to be the mayor of this wonderful city and as you mentioned it is one of the most uh, diverse communities in our area we're 3.2 square miles over 70,000 residents so we're i believe for cities of our size about 50,000 we're like the fifth most densely populated city in the united states of america because of that we do we do face uh, some unique challenges that are posed when when you have a municipality that's densely populated. When I initially ran, I I was adamant that communication was key in terms of not only educating and informing the public as to what's going on day to day, but ensuring that uh, individuals had access to the existing resources that would be provided by government, especially for those who are most vulnerable. Sometimes those who are forgotten about or marginalized in society. It was important to me to make sure that. Programs like a first-time home buyers program, uh, energy assistance, the first-time home repair program, uh, obvious uh, rescue efforts and uh, recovery efforts for individuals that find themselves in a, a crisis situation, whether that is from a, a natural disaster, a flood, a storm, a fire facing hunger crisis, or a food insecurity, that they would know that there is a safety net in place, and government does have a role. in uh, in assisting the public. And I've been excited to see more individuals uh, from all over the city take advantage of the, uh, or rather capitalize on the opportunities for first-time home buyer programs, first-time home repair programs, because these are funds that uh, are made available through federal grants. And I want to see every resident of the state have every opportunity to progress, prosper, and uh, have their families enjoy living in our city. Having a diverse community specific to that uh, aspect of your question. It's interesting because sometimes I'm doing the live and I have to simultaneously translate. Right. I have to go English to Spanish. And you, you'd probably get a laugh at this, uh, especially working in the library. Uh, you don't know how many people have reached out to me and said, I've saved uh, hundreds of dollars in uh, having to learn Spanish lessons. <laughs> I just watch it live and, you know, over the years, I've learned how to speak Spanish, and I go, that's that's cute, and I appreciate that. that, that and uh, vice versa. That, There's some people who learn the English words yeah. immediately. you didn't speak English, I want to go, okay, that's how you say that. That's, and every now and then, I'll, I was born and raised in Pacific, Yeah, So, though I speak Spanish, I would propose pretty well. I, I'm not fluent. Much like someone who speaks English doesn't always give straight A's in English class. Right. Sometimes <laughs> right. conjugations, sometimes certain words, um, right. a certain grammatical, uh, uh, I guess, uh, pronunciations. I'll get them wrong and someone will correct me. Of course. And I'll go, thank you. I'll learn. So those are some unique challenges. But making yeah. sure that, that people get the information they need in a timely fashion and keeping my word. You're right. I made that promise before I ran. Yeah, I, I would communicate with the public and they would know what's going on. And I wanted to keep that word to the public and to those who entrusted me with the position of being the mayor of the city.
1: Right. And you generally genuinely seem to enjoy... Doing these type of things and getting the word out that way and and you can be forgiven for for any uh, differences in English or Spanish when you get up at three in the morning, you know sometimes literally unfortunately where there 's something going on like the fire the other week and you 're out there, so <laughs> you 're forgiven for that, but one of the other things that I think the um, as you alluded to the that these um, communications uh, bring to the communities. Is is that people learn about the other communities? Um, we tend, to, even with a, a small area and a diverse area, you know, some groups may not know everything about other groups, or may see things and hear things, and they don't get a chance to really understand what it's about. Now, we'll talk about the sukkah celebration in a moment, uh, but, you know, something like that, or you mentioned putting up the uh, lights for Hanukkah, uh, and and they're diverse. They're lights for Christmas, and they're lights for Hanukkah. People see these things, and hear you talk about these things gives them an opportunity to learn about others, and I think you probably would agree that when communities learn about each other, it makes for a much better uh, cohesion within the community
5: i mean you 're one hundred percent correct on this you know I, I often say that our community doesn 't need everyone to be uniform in their belief, their practices or their approach to life that they choose to take, but we should be united in in a common vision of a better city for all, a welcoming city for all where we support one another again, not uniform in our belief we don 't have to all do things the same or believe the same. But we should be united in in that vision, that every family should feel safe and free to live out their faith, their traditions, their culture within our city uh, for the greater good of all. Right. I think it is for the greater good of all. And, you know, I'll give you an example, one that isn't necessarily cultural. We were the first city to do blue parks. Mm-hmm. Blue parks were an initiative or was an initiative that I began. As a parent of a child on the spectrum, special needs child, um high functioning, but when he was very young, uh, he he was nonverbal, and he was always an evokement risk for us, especially right. of concern in the park because you can often hear parents call out for their kids when they don't see them. They may be under a slide or behind a bush, or you know, just playing with the kids, and they'll respond verbally: "Mom, I'm right here. Dad, I'm right here." But for parents of nonverbal children, children on the spectrum, or Uh, special ability children. Uh, What happens is, if you don't see them, you panic. Because if you call them, you're not getting a response. They may have found a little exit out of the park, and they may be down the street. So one time, you know, I was in the park, and and my son ran out. And I panicked. I ran out into the street to grab him. And at that moment, I realized the benches were positioned away from the entrance of the park. And I thought, that didn't make any sense. It just wasn't... Common kind of sense for me. So, I wanted all benches and all the parks moved to the entrance of the park. That way, parents could sit there, they could read, they could talk, but the child would have to pass them by. And that evolved into me wanting to create a park that would have certain recreation equipment that was conducive for children that had sensory uh, issues or that were special needs children. And they would be designated in blue so people would see them. And then I had a gate with a door or rather a gated door that would close the special way so not every child could easily open it and it would give uh, more uh, I guess uh, security for the area and peace of mind to the parent and not only would they be able to sit uh, right by the entrance or exit and it would be closed off everywhere else that the door would be designated blue so you can easily identify it, Painted blue, which is a a common color used to identify those who are uh, on the spectrum. And then there would be special equipment inside of the park that children could use and play. But then I wanted to make sure it was more of an inclusive park, not a park just for individuals on the spectrum, an inclusive park where families can come together. Because when you go to our parks and you hear children laughing, You cannot distinguish between the laughter of someone who is uh, on the spectrum or what it is often referred to as a neurotypical child. Laughter of children will, will lift your spirits and put a smile on your face. And when children play together, they grow in greater empathy for one another when they play around each other. They see each other older in the street, and they're less inclined to bully each other or to have issues because they go, hey, that's the parent or the mother or the that's the children that we used to, or those were the children that we used to play with in the park or play around in the park. And when you're around each other, when you know more about each other, when parents would ask me, what, what's this new equipment about or why the gate? And I would explain some parents who didn't know the struggles or challenges or adversities faced by uh, certain parents that have children on the spectrum, face. They, they didn't know this. for parents on, um, with children who have autism, they don't always go to the park and relax. They go to the park and they have to be twice as vigilant. Yeah, that's almost, right. uh, they're almost stressed out making sure the child is okay, that everyone who's interacting with their child is okay, and everyone that their child is interacting with is okay. Yeah. So when they understood that, they, again, uh, reiterate, you grow in greater empathy for others, understanding, and, uh, and acceptance. And that becomes important, and that's just one example, not necessarily cultural, but you know, universally it applies to different families of different backgrounds, different races, different beliefs. And specifically when it comes to cultural events, often yeah. it's the time that when we're doing an event, I get to explain it online, I'll ask someone in the community about it, and other individuals will go, you know, I didn't know that. Right. And now I understand there's a difference. Processions mm-hmm. in the street when someone asks, why are all these people walking in the street during the holiday?" Uh-huh. And then they go, oh, okay, I understand what it is. Exactly. Um, certain scriptures that get received. And they're getting walked over to uh, to the building of prayer and, and our holy site or a temple, a synagogue, or a church, and people go, "Oh, I understand the tradition. What a beautiful thing!" Now you're not as inclined to beep your horn when yeah. you're uh, driving up because <laughs> you're more respectful.
1: <laughs> and right. right? They oh, they <laughs> they only beep their horn when you're doing live show, you know, <laughs> Facebook Live, and they're driving by honking, saying, "Hi, Mr. Mayor."
5: Yes, yes. I always, uh, I always appreciate when
1: people sure. and, uh, say hi. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's funny, though, I have to mention that uh, you, you might be out there uh, talking to someone. Let's say we, we have winter coming up, so, uh, of course, your departments are preparing for winter and preparing for snow, which might come in any day. And you've been out there during the uh, season telling... People, you know, where it's getting plowed, what, what's happening. You go to different places, get them done. And, and by the way, with with a, um, a square mileage of three and a quarter, how many miles of streets are there in Passaic? Do you know that number offhand? Yes,
5: yeah, it's about 58 when you and then about 116 going up and down throughout right. the
1: Right, and that's yeah. the important part because 116 miles – of streets that have to be plowed, that have to be taken care of. And sure, your group, your your, um, department will get to every single one, but you're talking about 116 miles. And and I love it when you're uh, out there, and again, you're, you're live, and you're saying this is getting done and this is getting done. And of course, you'll have somebody that will pop in. What about my street? When you get to my street? You know, it's, it's 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 funny sometimes, but yet, you know, you're putting yourself out there to the community live, and you have to expect that you're going to get, you know, responses from different things.
5: If you don't come into this with thick skin, you will grow thick skin. Exactly. learn not to take it personally. <laughs> exactly. You know, when it comes to snowstorms, one of the things people don't uh, always consider is this. We're one of the few municipalities that hit the storm while the snow is falling yeah. there's neighboring municipalities that wait for the storm to be done and then they begin to hit the snow now they have different approaches for some municipalities you cannot park on the street right so it's much easier for them to hit the snow we we do not require vehicles to get off the street right. during the storm you know in some municipalities there is no parking on the street yeah. at all
1: yeah and that's so very you're
5: parking in the driveway so I tell people listen you're comparing us you you don't want to Supposed per se to every other municipality because they're not all the same. Exactly. We have many cars and we don't mandate for people to put them in their driveways to get them off the street. Now we will come by and tell you when we're going to plow to the best of our ability, and we do have a good crew and we try to hit the main arteries, the the roads that lead to the hospital, the roads that lead to Route Twenty One and of Route Three and down Main Avenue, and then the side streets. We do get calls and say, you know, it looks like. No one came by, and I'll have to respond it, because it's still snowing. It's not, it's not. We have no way of stopping it from coming from the sky. Of course. We <laughs> saw it once, and then within... An hour to look like we weren't there—that's right. frustrating for the DPW as much as it is for you.
1: Of trust. course, of course. Um, you mentioned about the uh, the different uh, groups, like the, the parks you talked about and whatnot. And uh, you know, I, I Gary Sher, uh who's City Council President, uh, uh, said that um, the efforts that you give to help and assist you know, all of Passaic's diverse communities is. In his opinion, and I think a lot of people would agree with that, is without compare, um, because the diverse diversity of the communities is not just let's say a cultural or religious. You you mentioned the park groups; that's a, that's a community that needs to um, you know have those services and those thoughts about parks. You uh, have a community of sports people, education community. So, you know, it is it is diverse in many ways that people don't. Um, you know, think of they—they they just think diversity is—is is culture, religion, uh, but it's not. It's—it's uh, it's diverse in many different ways. Uh, I did—you you touched upon this a few times. You—you you said that God has blessed the community. You invoke God. Um, you are a religious person. You're an ordained clergyman, so certainly you're more sensitive to religious needs of a particular community. Without crossing the line between, you know, the church and state. Uh, So what does being a religious person and expressing that bring to the table for you? How does it make you uh, feel as you are leading the community?
5: So I I think that's such an excellent question, and it's uh, sometimes a challenge to respond when people ask about my faith and going into the details of how to approach government. I, I've always taken the position that one has to be pragmatic in their approach uh, because your faith should drive how you approach life, your your ethical and, and moral uh, compass. Uh, people can point to it. They may not agree with the specific details of your faith, but they'll know if you believe it, and, and I think that means a lot. And in terms of how I manage government with that is, Look, I'll admit to you, I am conservative. I am a very conservative individual when it comes to my beliefs, and I I will never shy away from uh, my support of religious freedoms, my defense of religious freedoms. Uh, I I will not shy away from invoking uh, God and the blessings of God, but I I am in no way trying to impose my faith or try to run government as a religious uh, ministry. I, I was. Um, and, and just to clarify a little bit, as an elder of the church, which is a little different, it's almost, I always try to explain to people, uh, when someone's a judge, that they definitely went to law school, they passed a the bar, they were a lawyer.
6: Mm-hmm. But
5: if you're not on the bench, you're not technically a, a judge anymore, right. when you're on a bench. I tell people, when it comes to my faith, if you're, if you're over a church, you become a clergy. I have run ministries. When you're not sort of on the bench or in the clergy anymore, you you are still eligible to do it, but you're not technically right. in the role anymore. So it's right. just a little... I, I tell people, the reason why I make that distinction is oftentimes, as mayor, uh, people will invite me to their churches and say, can you, uh, can you fill the role? Mm. I go, no, no, not right no. now. I'm not as mayor. Right. Sometimes people come up and they say, uh, Mayor, can you pray about this ticket that I got for street cleaning? <laughs> and I'm going, I think <laughs> you're mixing the two up. I know what you're asking for, but you might, be so I thought you might appreciate that a little bit. Um, in terms of faith, yes, I, I have a deep, deep respect and admiration for those who live out their faith. I do believe that Hashem is has blessed for sake. I believe that when people are fulfilling, you know, not just traditions of thousands of years, but uh, commandments. In in this expression, you see families united. You see uh, individuals fulfilling what they were intended to do as leaders of their families, as fathers, as mothers. You see communities prosper and blossom. And I think that whenever anyone works to facilitate the opportunity of others to express the very best of their beliefs, I believe communities overall benefit from it. So when individuals are gathered together in the park, praying by the water, or if we can do something unique and innovative like the first ever uh, community sukkah, which is uh, in in the park, and families come, you know, I had one family reach out to me and say, you know, my family comes down from Canada every year. It's about 40 of us. We have never been able to eat together Mm -hmm. in the sukkah. And uh, for the very first time we were, right. we sat in there, we ate, and that's why I was so careful to make sure that it was kosher, yeah. 100%. Spoke to the rabbis, uh, Rabbi uh, Eisman, Rabbi Grasser, Rabbi Yassi Hurst, um, Dr. Gold, who assisted me uh, to make sure that I went through all of the right steps, a national sukkah outlet with Israel Monk, They put everything up on the top. We just assisted what we were allowed to assist with, but everything else was done specifically by observant members of the community to ensure that everything is done right. And I think people appreciate that level of effort and respect. Look, I, I try to get to know a lot. Every now and then I miss a few things and people are there. You know, they're generous.
1: So do we all.
5: <laughs> yeah, they'll reach out to Mayor. That's not how you pronounce it. Yeah. Thanks for the effort. That's okay. Or Mayor, that's not, that's not technically when it's going to
1: end. It's okay. The let, let them try to speak a different language and then you know, be able to comment or criticize. It's fine. And that's what we're talking about today. And that's why and I, I thank you so much for joining us, um, Mayor Hector Laura, who's uh, the mayor of Passaic, New Jersey. And that's why we're here, because last week, before the, the Sukkot holiday, um, you, you did something which basically was a surprise to the community and something that is probably not in many cities in the United States, if, if at all, even in New Jersey. I don't know if they are there, but you surprised the community by building a huge, not just a small sukkah, but a huge sukkah for people of of the whole community and visitors, as you just mentioned, to be able to celebrate in a sukkah that is there and open for all. And as you mentioned, you had people coming down from Canada. There are plenty of people who are observant and who work in Passaic, but don't live in Passaic and want to be able to eat in the sukkah. And what made you think of this as a a thing to do? It's It's amazing.
5: Well, as you mentioned we have an amazing and vibrant observing community in the city of passaik i've had the uh, privilege and honor of serving many years along with some of the sharpest and most wonderful uh, council members who are also observing council president Shea, who's also an assemblyman of the 36th legislative district mm-hmm. councilman hyam monk councilman daniel schwartz and uh, over the years we've grown not just as uh, professional uh, colleagues but uh, i would propose as friends uh, getting to know each other's families, uh, going to weddings, and uh, and going in deeper appreciation of one another's cultures and faith. About two years ago during the pandemic, I had chose to build my own sukkah in the backyard. Nice. Just for uh, the kids, uh, built it from scratch, bought all the material from Home Depot, You know, <laughs> used rope instead of nails. I wanted to uh, be as authentic as possible. And then I had a, a, an observing neighbor put on the bamboo sticks on the top, and we, we educated the children, we ate in it, and neighbors would come by and say, What is this? obviously, right. non-observant neighbors. And I would explain it, and they would sit in it and eat. And they would say, So, this is what some of our neighbors are doing, and they seem so excited about it. And I realized that sometimes we believe people may be uh, opposed or, or perhaps not open to uh, what we're doing, when the truth is that it, just a little bit of information may grow uh in terms of the hearts of those that don't know and it becomes uh it becomes something that they they appreciate and even it, it endears uh other communities to them when they go hey i got to learn about exactly you. so i said uh, my kids were so excited about it i mean they every day they were like can we go my, my wife would try to put something on the kitchen table and they were like can we go eat in the, and <laughs> wow. be in the backyard.
1: Awesome. And, and,
5: and it was really nice, and we prayed together there. And we, you know, it, was, it was just a wonderful time, and then we had neighbors come in. And I was sitting there, I go, you know, I would love to do this for the community. I would love to do it for the entire city, but I want to do it right. And I realized sometimes, you know, families go with pop-up circuits to the
6: park, uh-huh.
5: and I wanted to do something very big. So as I was walking in the park, I, I looked at the big synthetic ice skating rink that I was able to put up in the park, and yes. I said, you know what? This would be great to put up a huge circuit. Now, that was last year. Right. So this year, I reached out early and I did not use any taxpayer money. Um, I, yes. I paid for the circuit. Thank you for but, mentioning that. Thank you. But And I <laughs> wanted to make sure that people understood that because oftentimes people just assume, you know, you're taking taxpayer money for whatever initiative you want to do. Right. No. But, i I did have individuals come and help, and you know oftentimes we do this for different activities and events and groups throughout the year, so we had volunteers who came and assisted to clean up to make the uh skating rink. Uh, obviously uh, conducive it is city property so DPW came engineers I took out the permits to make sure that the structure was appropriate and right. everything was done right <laughs> and then there, uh, wait and well, I'm, out. So, uh,
1: I'm sorry to interrupt but you gotta tell me what zoning law there is
5: so the building the a sukkah <laughs> first of all when I said I'm building a sukkah obviously <laughs> the first question is what is that and uh, people have come some have become accustomed to the fact that when I begin with I have an idea they Yeah. you all know so here like, comes something. Here comes the mayor with something you purposely we're going to be upset about, and then later we'll go, "That's not too bad." Right. And then eventually we'll go, "Hey, right. that worked out pretty well." And sometimes the mayor does not do that. Work. Right. You're it's talking to no con- you're
1: talking that. to construction officials, and you and and you say you want to build something. Like, okay, okay. What's the structure made of? Um, let's see, some poles, uh, some walls that we stick together. Oh, and the roof, <laughs> bamboo. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, and then and then they're going, this is a permanent instruction, not just for a few days. And <laughs> when do you want to build it?
1: Well I wanna to want to have it up by tomorrow. They're, right, they're right, like, yeah. You know, there's an old joke that goes that somebody wanted to put up a sukkah and the uh, and and the city, you know, inspectors came and said you you can't put it up, it's it's not the code and you have seven days to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> but after so the that's after said. the holiday, you know, don't worry about it. But and I don't want to forget. You know, we've been talking this whole time, and I so appreciate it because it's fascinating discussing the city with you. But the the event we're talking about is today's community sukkah celebration, taking place from one to three today at the community sukkah at Third Ward Park. And um, what it says here, I'm looking at the flyer. You're going to have pizza and bagels and coffee. You're going to be supplying like the whole world there, uh, and of course, you are inviting the entire community, everybody from any community, to come and join, and uh, and there'll be you know you'll be there, all different residents, and you celebrate Sukkot together.
5: Yeah. So obviously, this morning, I'm working on making sure that there's appropriate. Hand washing stations, uh, especially before eating of any bread, bagel, or pizza. So I'm working on that. Uh, These days are a little tough after the holidays because uh, kosher pizzerias tend to be booked in advance for their pies. So I'm making sure to put my orders in early. I'm inviting officials like Assemblyman Scheer and Councilman Monk and Councilman Schwartz to come by and individuals so we can talk. Officials, but it's more about family and unity. And I right. just want to damn I'm going to try to get some music out. Oh, nice music around, appropriate music, and just have a day before it comes down. But I was going to, in terms of the uh, the anecdote that you shared, I, I was going to say to you, so there were some questions from a code and for construction <laughs> about the construction. Uh, uh, I said, listen, if you come back in about a week and, it, <laughs> and it, you still have concerns, <laughs> then we can address them. I said, give it about a week because <laughs> they're worried about it. And if you see that it is compromised at all in, in eight days, then right. we'll consider taking it down.
1: Right now, that, that is not something that the general population can use as, a, as no, an answer to, a, no to a person. Uh, by the way, where, where's is, is the food all coming uh, locally, or you, you're not, you know, sitting local, there? Local. So, s- so
5: we have a, a business, Teddy uh, Jerusalem Pizza. Uh-huh. Um, we have Bagel Munch. I'm going to reach out to them. Obviously, uh, last night was the Sabbath. I had reached out to Teddy before. He's yeah. the owner, with his wife right, of Jerusalem Pizza. Yeah. And I had asked him early on uh, last week before the holiday. Unfortunately, he said, listen, uh, Sabbath night becomes almost a pizza night for yeah. the family. Yeah. So that's not going to be possible for the Sabbath, but maybe for Sunday. So today, uh, part of my uh, job as soon as I get out of church in the morning will be to go around and get the pizza, <laughs> hoping to have enough pizza for everybody. But I also invited individuals if they want to bring their own sure. food, you know, of picnic course. there. They, we have tables and chairs and you can come around and uh, just be together because I know right. the holiday is going to end and uh, once candlelight begins, once sunset happens, there'll be, uh, the holiday officially once again goes into a different stage for right. the next two days. And then it'll be coming down. So hey, you, you, to...
1: you are very well versed in, in, you know, traditions of different communities. I'm quite impressed. But I knew that about you already. I know that Thank about you. 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 Uh, by the way, how big is the sukkah? Do you know the square footage? It... I'll,
5: I'll get that number back. Oh, did I limit. catch that?
1: Well, it's got to be. No, no, it's I about mean... 50.
5: This is about 50 by, by uh by uh, sixty or roughly forty by fifty. The thing is, everyone wow. who checks it out, everyone who checks it out says it's a little bit different, but they all agree it's the biggest one in the city and the biggest one they've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's probably I, I, there probably is not. Well, there certainly is not a community one uh, of that size at all. There may be private ones or within you know particular areas of the state or businesses. Or the country. Make it right, as an extension for people. Right,
5: so this is the first. This and is... I, I purposely put the first ever because now that I bought the material, because I bought the material outside of the city funds myself, right. right. um, and, and I want to thank Israel Monk and National Suka Alex, because they were very kind. Mm-hmm. They were very kind mm-hmm. in, in, in assisting me in terms of making sure that I would be able to take care of this. But because I bought it, I can now donate it to the city.
1: Right. Oh, and it can be point. up every year. Mm, good point.
5: So we can make this an annual thing, and each year we can plan events around it and have families. And I think it's going to be a wonderful and beautiful tradition that adds to what makes our city so wonderful. Not just for Pasig residents, but as you keep mentioning, for all those that live, work, or visit Pasig. You know, I love the fact that we can celebrate our culture in a world right. where sometimes the news we get is disheartening to say the least, yep. um, worrisome, and, and sometimes children and our families. I want to be the mayor of the city that makes children, especially of our observing communities, say, I I feel not just safe, I feel welcome. This is my home. This is my home, and as much as the kid that sees a Christmas decoration I may not have, the little kid that sees an effort to honor his holiday and his faith goes, this is my city too. It's all of our city, and I think that with that, that ownership, of the city comes more civic commitment and and responsibility for maintaining our city clean safe and welcoming and I, I tell you this and I mean this honestly I work with some of the best officials ever I've seen the work of Assemblyman share on the state level fighting for every single community ensuring that everyone gets uh, needed resources I've been in the rooms with Haim and Hyam Monk Councilman and Councilman Daniel Schwartz, as well as other uh, council members, making sure that we can uh, be equitable in terms of the resources available, as well as considerate of taxpayer dollars and understanding that if our city is to succeed and we need to make very tough decisions, however, considering the future and every, every member of our community is important. You mentioned something that was so important, and, and I thought it it would be great to highlight. We have different communities. One of our communities are the, the individuals involved in our cat community. Mm-hmm. We have people that created a cat community, and they come and they say, Mayor, what are you doing for the cats <laughs> of the state? And I, I a little bit more versed. On, uh, on, on street lingo and uh, idioms. I know that sometimes uh, back in the day they would call people cool cats. And,
6: yeah. cats and I'm
5: going, are you, are you talking about real cats, like <laughs> actual four-legged cats? And they say, yes. <laughs> and there's like a very strong community uh, for the cat community. Of course. And when we make decisions, whether it's going to be trap and neuter and release. Um, it, exactly. Or how we're going to deal with uh, feral cats or sometimes just right. animals in general. that That is a whole community that you have to meet with and consider <laughs> and uh when you make an ordinance and you cannot uh just feed feral cats out in your neighborhood because that might bring uh, the rodents or right. other uh, rodents right. other animals that community will show up and go you did not consult us yeah. before <laughs> taking oh, this measure and you'll think uh Yes. No. I, I was trying to protect, especially when people put their garbage out. For of course, that open up the bags, ready, and you know you have to consider there are many different communities, not just cultural,
1: right. Uh, right,
5: racial, ethnic or religious.
1: Exactly, and that's those type of communities, like you mentioned, cats communities. Certainly, people know about the dog communities and yeah. and dog par- uh, park. Or, you know, there that that spans across all other things. You know, it's one of those things that, that you can have. In a room, talking about that, people from 12 different cultures, and they're all focusing on the same thing, and that brings people together in, in a unique way. We're uh,
5: fitness community. We've developed fitness parks, and yeah. it has excited individuals who love going out and you know, having exercise in the park, out in the open. Right. So yes, you're you're 100 correct on that.
1: Uh, Mayor Laura, I want to thank you so much for this extended interview. I knew we I knew we would get to the Sukkah celebration eventually, but I couldn't um, let the let the opportunity pass to really you know discuss things about the community with you, discuss things about yourself and. uh and and for people to hear if um, somebody wants to get in touch with you it seems it seems that people know how to get in touch with you but officially if somebody needs to get in touch with your office and yourself what what would be the best way
5: well i've had the same cell phone number for over 15 years i've always given it our public 973-986-8269 my uh, office is located at 330 Passaic street at city hall The official number there is 973-365-5510. And uh, if I'm not running about in the city doing some lives on the street, you can, uh, you can catch me in the office and make an appointment, and we can meet
0: in person.
1: Great. Again, uh, today's celebration begins at 1 o'clock. I have to let you go so that you have a few hours to pull everything together uh, at the last minute and attend your services. And, uh, again, it's just been a pleasure and an honor. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. I look forward to having you on the air again.
5: Thank you very much. Have a birthday.
1: You too. Bye-bye. That is that was uh, Mayor Hector Laura, City of Passaic, uh, joining me this morning. Very extended interview. Uh, I appreciate his time. And uh, today's celebration, one o'clock at Third Ward Park in Passaic, a community sukkah celebration. Uh, there'll be food from the pizza shop and bagels and coffee. And uh, I also see that um, for the first ninety uh, guests. Um, there will be a, a book given out called uh, "Thou Shalt Innovate" by uh, uh, I think it's Avi uh, Avi Jorish, and uh, that is a very interesting thing that is going to be there. So today, one o'clock to three o'clock, stop by, say hello, and uh, of course you can mention to the mayor that you heard his interview on J.M. Sunday. <laughs> oh boy! Well, it is uh, time to finish up. Uh, Again, Candlelighting 559 today. Uh, Great programming, uh, great air of Yom Tov music here on on the show. And uh, we'll be off for a couple of days. Nachum will be back on Wednesday morning with the JM and the AM bright and early, 6 o'clock in the morning, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks, everyone. Have a great Yom Tov. We'll see you next Sunday on JM Sunday.